Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. And this week we are going to be talking about two new releases. First, the new Scott Derrickson horror film, The Black Phone. And then the new musical biopic directed by Boz Lerman, <laughs> Elvis. Before we get into all that, because I know we have a lot to say about at least one of those, how are you doing, Jordan? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm tired, but all right. I just remembered I took a picture of this at work today. Uh, one of the kids drew the most... Are you ready to see the most unsettling picture of a bear you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, show me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It kind of <laughs> looks good until you look at it again, and then you're like, like you, you gotta take a second. Like you look at it, and you're like, oh, I can't draw a bear, and then you look back and you realize, like, like what am I, what am I looking at here? What, what, is, what is he seeing? You should post that on the on the uh, Cinema Shakedown. Twitter. I absolutely should. All all the shakeheads will get to see the. The, the glory of this The image. context. No, you should absolutely tweet that uh, image on the Cinema Shakedown page. I also found this picture on my phone. <laughs> no, no, you gotta tweet both of those so the, so the Honestly, listeners know. I don't want them to know what that one is. That's just... That's only that one I'm <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you watch anything else this week? Oh man, what you a watch Hero Gasm. Right? I did watch Hero Gasm. The uh, boys. It's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. I, I I don't know what else to say. It it I was a little afraid going in that it was gonna kinda like hint, hinge the whole episode on the the event of Hero Gasm, which if if you're familiar with the boys comics is a company sponsored orgy for all the superheroes. Um and it's not really and I was astounded by how organically they were able to get everyone there. Like, er, like, like get everyone into this one place. It just, it felt like the point in the season, which has been the best season of the show so far, where all the plot lines are finally starting to, like, converge and, and come to a head and stuff. And, and, man, it ends with a fucking hell of a fight between uh, uh, Homelander and uh, Jensen Ackles' character, Soldier Boy. It's a great fucking fight. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I loved Herogasm, and I'm loving the boys, I guess, I'd give that episode a five, honestly, that episode's great. Awesome, awesome. Um, I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I've seen a million times, nice, but nice. it's a perfect movie, five out of five, I fucking love that movie. Uh, I rewatched Multiverse of Madness, still great. Yeah. Oh, uh, we should probably talk about a, a certain finale that we watched. <gasps> okay, Obi-Wan ended. Yeah, sure did. Um, I'm sure people were happy that, uh, the duel, the rematch happened that all the, so all the nerds were creaming their pants over them, lightsaber fighting on a boring ass gray planet. Dark. 
uh, murky. Get, like, like, there's a fucking haze There's in the artificial air. camera shake in, like, almost every shot. This show's bad. There's a lot of glup shitto cameos mm. for all the nerds. Mid as fuck, dude. I just... What what changed? What did we learn? What what did we need this for? Like, there, there's no reason, and they're talking about a season two. Oh my god! I, if the only reason I would want a season two is if I would be able to guarantee no. that they like improve upon it. And like even even the people that like this series, you think they're gonna remember it in a year? No, absolutely. Nobody not. is gonna remember this show. There's so much. Great television right now. The Boys and Succession and Better Call Saul. And, like, why and you would, don't you, why need... would you waste your energy on fucking Obi-Wan why Kenobi? You... Again, like, like The Boys is a nerdy show. Yeah, but Watch it's good. That. Watch Doom Patrol. Watch fucking... Oh, Doom Patrol's so good. I'll, yeah. I'll sing that show's praises. Doom Patrol's awesome. Just watch anything else. It's literally. Literally it's so, anything else. Like, there's worse shows... But it's just nothing. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's a, like cement. It's a two and a half out of five. It's Same. boring. Mid, mid there, there's, Obi the, mid Kenobi. The only things I liked even a little bit were the Obi Wan and, and Leia stuff. Sure. Uh, and every, I every once in a while it's all right. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Fuck that show. Fuck uh, Disney and fuck Star Wars. I watched some movies. I they were all rewatches, but I was with friends. Word. And um, Sky High. Oh, a gem. An absolute movie. gem. A good movie. Uh, it doesn't need to go that hard. Yeah. Uh, everything shot at a Dutch angle. We should definitely do an episode at some point on the best, like, superhero movies that aren't DC or Marvel. Yeah. And that should definitely be included in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I watched Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Good movie. Uh, it's kind of a banger. It's better than the first one. Yeah. It's like... The closest I think a live action movie has come to capturing the feel of a cartoon. Oh, that's a that's big talk coming from a Speed Racer fan. Well, that's that that is too, but in a different way. Yeah. I, in this one, I'm talking like the like whoa, 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 like all yeah. the, the sound effects and Matthew Lillard's facial expressions. For it sure. feels For sure. like you're watching a cartoon. For sure, uh, it sucks, but it's awesome. It's great. I'd actually give that a three out of five. I no, I agree. That was all right. Um. And then I rewatched Popstar, one of the best comedies. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. Uh, if you have not watched it, please, please watch uh, it. Well, if you haven't watched it, watch it and understand that it's like one of the most important movies to either of us. Like, that, like one of the most formative movies of our, if of you, our critical if you had opinions. To, I think if you had to boil down my sense of humor to one movie, I think I'd show you Popstar. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, my second favorite comedy. This is a movie's good as fuck. Is it yeah. super bad? It is super, super bad. So good. And number three is uh, Game Night. You... What were you? I don't know why. I, I, I thought I heard you start to say a Z. I thought you were gonna say Zohan. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, I, I, I like named something really. Like, and my yeah. third favorite comedy is Lil Nicky. My, my, uh, <laughs> like God, like yeah, yeah fucking super bad pop star. Don't mess with the Zohan. Like, like what the fuck? It's like throwing in like daddy's home. In yeah, exactly. Fucking uh, like beer fest or something. Beer fest. Know. The house. <laughs> um, Just shitty mid two thousands comedies. So now we get into our movies. Yeah. I think we're gonna start with the Black Phone. Yes, sir. The new Scott Derrickson horror film. Scott Derrickson uh, previously made Sinister, and then, and then Doctor Strange, and then previously did not make Doctor Strange two. He did not make Doctor Strange two. He did make number one though. Yes, he did. And the black phone revolves around a town in what state is this? In, oh, it's in Colorado. It's in Colorado, uh, in the night in the late nineteen seventies. And there's a there's a serial killer, uh, kid, the grabber, the grabber, 
uh, kidnapping kids. Ethan Hawke. Yes, it is. And our main kid named K. Finney. Finney. I almost said. I almost said a fake name that he gives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, yeah, it follows our kid, Finny, who is kidnapped by the Grabber. Mm -hmm. And in this basement where he is is kidnapped... There's the the titular black phone. And through the black phone, he can hear the ghosts of all the dead kids that have previously died at the hands of the Grabber. And they are trying to help him escape his predicament. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think that's basically what the trailer shows. Yeah. Um... And honestly, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, so it was okay. I thought this was a solid horror movie, yeah. and I haven't seen a horror film in a few months now. It's uh, uh it's based on a short story by uh, by Stephen, Joe Hill, Stephen King's kid. Yeah, and you can uh, you can definitely tell it's based on a short story. It, it uh, my biggest issues besides some of the performances, I, I think, comes down to. Maybe not quite having the material for like a full length film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In, in terms of just like characters and plot, like there's there's a lot here that's kind of left unexplained. And I'm not saying you have to like spoon feed it or spell it all out, but I would have liked a little bit more, I guess, um, connective tissue. Connective tissue between everything. I, I wish the script was a little tighter, but uh, but as just kind of like a. Like a breezy, uh, fun little horror movie. It, it succeeds in what it sets out to do. Ethan Hawke's really good in it. Um, most of the child actors are... You know... Not great? You know, I, I actually didn't really have a problem with the main kid. Mason Thames is his name. You know, what is act- you know, as an actor, who he reminds me of? Hmm. Sam Worthington. Okay, that's very strange. Yeah. Every line delivery is like, like, what do you want? Like, it's it's like really like like breathy and like stilted and wooden. Like, I didn't have a problem with that in this movie, it, but the the sister is a little rough. Who she's Bonnie in Toy Story Four. Uh, Madeline McGraw, yeah, she does voice Bonnie in Toy Story Four. Definitely better voice actress for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah n- none of this other supporting cast really gets anything to do. There's like two detectives. They kind of get involved that don't, you know, don't really get yeah, a whole they lot. Yeah, they don't have it's, a lot. It's mostly about the kid and, and Ethan Hawke. And His dad gets a little bit, I guess. Well, he might be the worst actor in the movie. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's awful. He's terrible. Um, the most, like, high school theater playing a drunk person I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what sucks is he's a good actor. I've seen him in things. What's he? What's he? What's he's, he's, a char- he's a character in Lost. Uh, and, and also, he's the... Um, Oh, I'm forgetting. He mocaps for God of War, the uh, the main villain. No shit. Yeah, that's uh, what's. Wow, the he's really good at that. Yeah, what's uh, the villain's uh, name? Uh, Balder. Yeah, Balder. That's, he he is Balder. That's really funny because he's yeah because like, he's not great in this. No, yeah, I, I um, I think that Scott Derrickson excels at tone far better sure. than than creating performances. He's he's definitely not an actor's director. No, which, which is for like a horror movie. That's fine. What we I will can, say is Ethan Hawke is really good. Yes, he's, he gives a really slimy, sinister performance. And what's, what's, That's never like... It, it, his character never jumps the shark, which is really cool. I was kind of waiting for like mm-hmm. some sort of reveal about him. Because you never really learn a whole lot about uh, yeah. him. I guess minor spoilers. Is it a spoiler if you say something that doesn't happen in the movie? Uh, not really. You know what I mean? So, But I think, I think he gives just enough to be effective without giving too much. And what's weird is is his performance didn't feel like Ethan Hawke 
in his like composure and his body movements, yeah. he feels like a different like person. A weirdo. And and that's just strength of his performance. Yeah. Like it, you, it makes you uncomfortable just the way he walks almost, and almost stands. makes you completely forget he was in Moon Knight. On God, almost. Oh no, I already <laughs> forgot. Um, <clears throat> and when you get into the, uh, you know, the the first act's kind of a slow build. Mm-hmm. Um, the what, first act is the worst part. Um, I will say it definitely picks up once the kid once is. You, is titularly grabbed not titularly it's called the black phone i was i thought it was called the grabber for a second <laughs> once you get into the supernatural <laughs> elements with these ghosts helping him they do some really cool stylistic things mm-hmm. um there's some cool sound design going on uh the way that they represent these supernatural things is very cool and then the, the lessons they kind of impart to him have like like uh, reasonably mm-hmm. satisfying payoffs in the end and everything there's also i i'll wait for spoil i'll <laughs> spoilers for that but uh, yeah I enjoy this movie do you want to get into spoilers yeah, three quick? out of five this I, was alright I'm gonna give it a light three and a half closer right. to a three than like a four but yeah. it's solid yeah, no, for I, me I enjoyed this I, I would recommend this to people who like Sinister and you well, know, if you just want to like go out for a spooky time you know, the, the crowd seemed to love this the crowd was eating this up the, cra- we, the crowd we, we, we was saw this with a, we just got out of this Less than an hour ago. We saw this with like a packed house. They, they were loving it. They, they had a great time. I think this is a crowd pleaser for sure. In 100%. terms of horror movies. Which I wasn't really expecting. No. It's a lot It's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Right. Because the, the, it's all, the premise is all about like missing children and everything. Yeah. And the trailer made it seem like it was going to be a little more grim and kind of serious. So I, I don't know if it works all the time, but I guess I appreciate that... It goes for a more, not lighthearted, but a more kind of f- fun, kind of playful tone. It's fun in a way like it is. Yeah, like it's still scary. It's just like, it's it's enjoying the fact that it's scaring you. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's not like hereditary where it's trying to like teach you a lesson or something. So the sister in this has powers. She can dream prem- premonitions. Yeah. And they show these premonitions. Uh, that's kind of how we get probably some background on kids. It is probably the shine. Yeah, if it's in his father's universe. Um, but it's like the dreams are represented in like Super 8 footage of it. I thought that was a cool stylistic choice. Yeah, that is cool. Scott Derrickson loves that because half of Sinister is also Super 8 footage. A man loves... He, mo- he loves dead children. Is that... And he loves is, Super 8 footage. Is that clip that the kid is watching in the and he's watching that old horror movie in his house mm-hmm. at night while his while his dad's passed out. Yeah. Is that a real movie? I don't know. It looked super interesting. Yeah. Where it's like colored and then like, like there's like red blood and they're like in a bathtub full of it and they, they reach their hand out and everything. I was, like, I was wondering cool. that same thing. I don't I'm know like, if that's a real movie though, but it, it looked interesting. Um if it's not I, I kinda wish he would make a whole movie in that yeah, style. Fuck, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Cool. Um but uh yeah, and then you get some kind of brutal violence. That, well, first of all, there's a lot of kids beating the shit out of each, each yeah, other. Yeah, there's a couple company. rumbles in this, for sure. Rumbles. Kids are getting, like... The little sister smacks some dude with a rock. And, and like, he's, like, he's, like, gushing like, a, like a blood out of his head. It was awesome. Um, but the the way that Ethan Hawke uh, ultimately dies is very satisfying. It's yeah, built up too well. Like, like, he built, like, the kid, like... They tell him about, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, they carved, like... You know, like, all the kids... It's almost like a video game. Like, all the kids got to, like, a certain point getting past him before he killed them. Yeah. So, like, one of them was like, oh, I was able to get to the padlock. So, But I just, like, carved the the thing in the wall. Or one of them knows about, like, a loose patch of, of tile on the ground or whatever. Right. So he's able to make, like, a makeshift trap 
and then trap Ethan Hawke in it. And then there's that great moment where uh, uh, the, the phone rings and he, and he holds the phone up to Ethan Hawke and the kids all like taunt him and everything before the kid fucking cracks his neck in half. Right. Good kill. Very good. Very good ending kill. Very, very, very good satisfying. Kill. And even the uh, the annoying brother of Ethan Hawke gets an axe to the head <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, what is that character? Why why is he know. there? No idea. Couldn't Insane. tell you. Very, felt very much like a Stephen King edition. Yeah. Um, but I guess just in 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 my concluding thoughts on this one, it it didn't always work. There's a lot yeah. wrong with this. But what won me over is it felt unique in terms of, like, other horror movies recently. In terms of, like, its scope. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, three actors, realistically. Mm-hmm. And, and out like, these Blumhouse movies, you kind of expect them to, like, abuse jump scares. Mm-hmm. And there's only a there's couple like in it. three yeah, in and, this? And, and they're, they're, all, they're all really effective. Re- really effective. And, um, yeah, it just has a different tone. I think Scott Derrickson has his own style, yeah, for sure. For sure. That makes it stand out. And... Yeah, I had a good time yeah, with this. This was all right. Uh, Black phone, go see it. Three, three, uh, three and a half. Uh, so yeah, we're chilling. We're seeing a movie that we are not as. Um, let's address the rhinestone elephant in the room. The rhinestone elephant. Uh, let's talk about Boz Lerman's Elvis. Yes, sir. Uh, do you want to give a plot synopsis? Sure. So uh, Elvis, right? You've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie chronicles the the it's it's only really half of a musical biopic the other half is like it basically chronicles the relationship of Elvis and his uh business manager Colonel Tom Parker played by Tom Hanks and essentially pulls like the curtain back on like all of like the manipulation and the and the lying and everything yep. that went on behind the scenes in Elvis's life that like people really didn't know about until after the fact that he died. Right. Which is, which is tragic. Um, and it kind of puts that spin onto the, onto the musical biopic, uh, you know, style. And, you know, it, it shows his life and everything his rise to fame, you know, his, his ups and downs. You've, you've seen musical biopics. Yep. Um, Except that it's directed by Boz Lerman. An actual insane person. And if you know anything about Boz Lerman's filmography, it includes films like Moulin Rouge. The Great Gatsby. And, um... Uh, the Rest. The Rest. What was I... I was thinking of a specific one, but uh, it completely... Romeo plus Juliet? That's the one I was thinking there of. There you yes, go. Romeo I can read plus your mind, Um, and from those movies, going into this, you'll know he has a very eclectic style. It's sure. very in your face. Yeah. Uh, he likes to use modern music mm-hmm. in like period piece locations. We love Doja Cat. He likes artificial digital zooms. Yes, he does. Uh, and he likes uh, montages. Yes, he does. Um, what do you think of Elvis, Jordan? Here's the thing about Elvis. If you go into this expecting what you traditionally consider a movie or like, <laughs> like a, a film... In the classical sense, yeah, I think I, I think you're gonna come out unsatisfied. However, for me personally, just kind of sitting back and letting the whole experience wash over me, and just kind of letting the movie grab me by my fucking collar and not letting me go for two and a half hours, dude. I'm telling you, I fucking love this movie. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell the now tell the people what you thought. Uh, 
I was not a big fan of this one. Okay. Uh, we should probably point out you're not a Baz Luhrmann guy to begin with, but neither am I really. So not it's a like, I, I was not big on Moulin Rouge. I was I, not big on Great Gatsby. I've only seen Great Gatsby. <clears throat> I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and what I will say, I can't is, believe you didn't like this, but you like Speed Racer. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think that the first act of this movie is bad. Um, but I think at a certain point it does get better. Um, once he tones it down a little bit. Um, and I think that it's a film entirely driven and partially saved by Austin Butler's I, performance. I think it's, I think it's entirely saved by Austin Butler's performance. The, even Baz Luhrmann's like obnoxious, most obnoxious tendencies for me aren't like outshined by just the sheer power and like magnitude of Austin Butler's performance. It is like some Jamie Foxx Ray level shit in terms of just completely stepping into the shoes of another person. He he, he kills this, knocks it out he of the park. He is inhumanly good in this. Movie. The man is going to do very well this award. It's season. like he's possessed by the spirit of fucking Elvis. I think that's like the one thing about this movie everyone can agree yeah. on and then everything else is pretty much dealer's choice. Listen, I've seen comments saying, like, uh, I can totally understand reviews for, like, a 1 out of 10 and mm-hmm. a 10 out of 10. And it's just one of those movies where you like, you, you're on board or you're not. And, you know, for, for brief spurts, it captured me and I was into it. Mostly the performance, like, yeah. the, uh, the, like, musical mm-hmm. performances. Which are, which are all terrific. They're I, all awesome. My, my favorite Scene in the movie might be the whole fucking, um, when the, I guess minor spoilers, when they're doing the fucking, uh, the, 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 the Christmas show. Yeah, and, and he keeps, and he's just doing, and he's just like him vibing for like a half hour. It's I like great. That. Um, but I would be lying to you and I'd be lying to myself if I didn't say that. I rolled my eyes so much and it was all stylistic stuff. And it's just like it annoyed me. The digital it, zooms. It the, it, the it, first act. The first act. The first thirty minutes are literally just one montage. I am completely okay with this movie being a mess because at least it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. And I kept yeah. telling myself that in theaters. Like, and it's, it's just it's so. Just, and and I think what really carries this movie over the edge for me is just. Just how much, like, the love and admiration for this man comes through. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, Baz, Baz Luhrmann and Austin Butler, they clearly wanted to make, like, the definitive version of this story. Sure. Like, the one that really, like, closes the books uh, on, on on everything. Yeah. And I think in terms of, of that and really just doing Elvis Presley justice, I, I don't know. I, I think I think they succeed. They... they it's it's rare that you see a biopic that just like honors the subject so well. You know what I mean? And and and, 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 and uh, pfft, sorry, I just You're okay. had a minor stroke. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about Baz Luhrmann's direction in Elvis. I I had that shot where they're on the Ferris wheel and it spins and it turns into a record and then it like zooms out of someone's eye and it fucking and it goes into like a Denzel Curry song. I'll tell you my problem with this movie. Uh... Colonel Tom Parker. Listen. Tom Hanks. You're either on board with it or you're not. And I tell you, 
It's like... He, I don't think he's even that bad in this. I think people are really kind of blowing this performance out of proportion. It's not, like, amazing. But clearly Tom Hanks knows what he's doing. I'm not... Like, he's not, like... He's not, like, some actor, I believe, that just, like, wandered on set. Like, obviously oh, no. he's, like, trying to do For something. For some reason, this is intentional. Like, and I don't know. I didn't mind it. Like, I, I think... I find the character so fascinating. And, and everything around him is so good. And the performance, for me personally, just wasn't bad enough to distract from that. He's like, it's not great. He's like from an Austin Powers movie. He's okay. I don't know. Like, the movie is already... He's like so but, cartoonishly over-the-top But the, movie, over the but the top movie's already cartoonishly over-the-top. So it, it works. Like, he doesn't feel out of place. This it, is the exact kind of movie that that performance belongs in. It, yeah, the movie, it feels like a, a miniseries... Crammed down to two hours and forty minutes. Shot through Sweating a kaleidoscope. Sweating by the end of this. I'm fuck, I, yeah, I it's was, really long. It's exhausting, and it's like a day at the water park. It is exhausting by the end of it, but you know you had fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a water park where like like a water park wa- from hell. Where like yeah, they like shit on the slide. <laughs> what kind of water park are you going to? <laughs> the Elvis kind. Hey yo. Um and. Yeah, as much as I like some scenes, others made me laugh. I thought this the style was just Wow, so this movie made you so feel something that's that's laugh like, unintentionally at the stupid bullshit. Um I just don't think you get movies, man. Just, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. If this is what a movie is, I don't want any I don't part want of it. I don't want anything to do with it. You know, and it's not like, you know, I wasn't miserable the whole time watching it. I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um it's not for me. I don't think his style will ever be for me. That's that's fine. Um, I'm glad that you loved it. Yeah. I'm glad that you found... And I I am... When he gets nominated for an Oscar this year, I will be totally happy. When he wins, you mean? I'm sure he'll win. Uh, he well, might. I don't know. We'll see. He might win. Uh, what else I, don't know, I don't know what else is coming out awards-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This... Like, listen. Ever, just... It's even hard to explain because I agree with everything you're saying. But everything that's like that should be wrong about this movie is a feature for me. Mm. It's like a Bethesda game, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, all the all the little the little quirks and and glitches and and things that would break any other game are like are fun little 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 quirks here. You know what I mean? Fun fun little beats. I wish music biopics would stop trying to do an artist's whole life and would do a section of the oh, artist's life. I think life. it's fine with this movie, though. I think someone like Elvis is fine. Because here's the thing. I mean, he didn't live that long. But, well, but also, he had, like, a very fascinating life from front to back. Yeah. Like, the problem is you cover, like, some artists who just do lives, whose lives are just not that interesting, you know what I mean? Outside of the music. And you're yeah. just making the movie, like, clearly just to do, like, glorified music videos. And to me, this feels like they wanted to tell this story and yeah. wanted to share it. And and like I was saying, to, like I, was, I think I was saying to you earlier, I, I really appreciate how this movie is like not just a biopic, but is also a damning like expose of, of Tom Parker kind of you know pulling the pulling the wool over or I you know pulling the wool back on all the shady shit he did to Elvis and kind of keeping him like 
stranglehold it and making him work himself to death and shit. Like, I never knew any of that before. Sure. And it's just, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I don't think I quite realized how sad that man's life was. Yeah. And I think that revelation really, like, moved me. Sure. Just, just seeing how, and I, you know what, props to the movie for acknowledging the whole, uh, cultural appropriation thing. Like, like, they don't try to lampshade it or gloss over it. Like, it is a, it is a pretty integral facet of the movie that he comes from sure like growing up in black neighborhoods and like you know growing up around r&b and gospel and all that like i don't know how accurate this movie is but for for the sake of just the film i think it's nice that it acknowledges that it comes from a place of love and not greed again i didn't know elvis as a person so who knows how accurate that is but for the the purposes of this movie it's a very compelling layer to the whole thing I also appreciate how this movie actually showcases how the subject is affecting the world at large as their career moves forward. Because, like, that's just something a lot of musical biopics or biopics in general just don't do. You know what I mean? And and they really understate the subject's, like, impact on the world. And, and in this, you, you feel like when Elvis landed, it left a fucking crater and when he was gone, like, there was nothing left to fill it. You know, like, if, if Baz Luhrmann set out to make Elvis Presley feel like a fucking god on earth, he succeeded. That first scene where he's playing in front of that crowd of women and they just lose their fucking minds is so good because everyone is selling it so goddamn hard. This is, like, good theater. This is camp! That was a very compelling argument. Uh, I'm glad you... Sorry, I realized I just talked for like four minutes straight. <laughs> I, I'm I know, again, I'm... I, you're not wrong. I applaud the effort and as we like to say here on Cinema Shakedown, this was a big swing. Yes. Uh, I will take this musical biop... I would rather watch this a bit, every day for the rest of my life before I watch another Bohemian Rhapsody. You know uh, what well, I mean? Like, but like the principle of it. Like something yeah. that is like so tethered to the artist and the subject. Like... Like, say what you will about Baz Luhrmann and his style, he is the director to do Elvis's story. Like, I don't think there's anyone who gets that level of, like, showmanship and panache like no, Baz mean, Luhrmann does. I agree. I, I, this is better than a boring music biopic, is a boring music biopic with some style. For sure. Uh, I just, I, I am tired of music biopics, so, like, even though... They tried something new with it. I'm still not... See, see I, I think that's where we differ. This was like a big breath of fresh air for me. Like, yeah. this felt so, so different and unique among all the musical biopics I've seen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. Uh, definitely, for sure. Uh, and I just, I just, I admire that. I, I, it's a weird fucking movie. Very weird. Uh, some modern needle drops in this that'll, that'll blow you but away. The, the, the thing I love about this movie so much is I know it's going to piss off old people. I know old people are going to fucking hate this. The old people this. in my theater seem to really like it. Really? Yeah. Wow. They were like clapping. I just feel it. like this has like every sensibility that would offend. I know. Like I know. people that age who, who would have grown up or like been alive when this music was coming out. It's true. The old people seemed uh, perplexed more so by the Avatar 2 trailer before the, uh, before the screen. That's going to be a hell of a shakedown. Oh, hell yeah. I, I wish I could be like angrier about the fact that you don't like this, but like I get it. Yeah. I get why people wouldn't like this. It's just so weird, man. It's 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 not for everyone, you know? And I, I would sit down and watch this again tonight. Like, oh, I, I... I couldn't do it. It I, felt, I, like, I four, I felt it. like four hours. And, 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 and just... 
for me, it really comes down to Austin Butler, man. Yeah. He. I also thought the ending was really good. Yeah. The ending. When he, really, when it, he, it ends really strong. He's, pl- he's playing an Unchained Melody like a like a week before he passed away or something like that. If you've never watched that actual live performance, do that immediately after this episode. It's incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like Elvis has kind of lost some luster in the past couple of years. And you know what? It's time, people. Put some fucking respect on the man's this name. This makes me want to listen to his, his music this week. Dude, just, you know, he had it. He had it in a way people didn't. And, and I think this movie, this movie, above all else, captures and, and demonstrates perfectly why this man was as important as he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't walk out of this thinking like, why did we need a movie of this guy's life? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I think in that respect, uh, this succeeds wonderfully. Four and a half out of five. Elvis rocked. Uh, no pun intended. I'm, <laughs> I'm between a, a two and a two and a half. Pick one. Uh, because it ends strong, I'm going to give it a two and a half. All right, I'll call off the sniper. Uh, oh, thank God. If I'd given it a two, you would have shot me. <laughs> like the fucking predator dot appears on your forehead. Like, um, that prey I was just about to say, like, speaking of which, that's coming out when soon. When does that come out? August. August? Yep. That movie is going to rip. Hulu original, baby. That looks so good. We're watching that in Cherokee, right? Uh, yes. Word. Yes. Um, so that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, some new releases for y'all to go see. For sure. Go see Elvis. It's so good. Um, go, you know, go see the black phone. Go see the black phone. Uh, maybe go see Elvis, depending on your taste. Go um, see Elvis if you lo- if you love movies and want to see movies saved. You know what? Uh, did you see this past weekend was the first time in four years that four movies simultaneously grossed over twenty million? Movies are back. Baby. Tom Cruise said he was gonna save movies and then did that shit. His first movie to gross over a billion, Top Gun. Good movie to do it. Yeah. Um. So if you guys like. The show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Thanks listening. for stopping by. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K R I E G H B A U M. And you can follow me on Twitter at J underscore Dennis ninety nine, and on Letterboxd at my name Jordan Dennis Kyle. I see you laughing because I think you just remembered what we're talking about next week. That's you want to tell the people? Next week uh, we get the <laughs> the release of the seminal. <laughs> Min- the triumphant Minions Rise of Gru And so we're gonna have our buddy Dominic Ragazzi back on the show For his third time Yes sir, is he our first Triple Crown winner? No, Harsh has been on three times Harsh has been on three times So Dom's our second Triple Crown yes. winner Yes, oh. our second Triple Crown I'm trying to think of who, who's close Charlie's close Charlie's two Charlie's two Charlie, you gotta come back But I know and, you're and I, Jackson's I, two Jackson is two Alright, well we got oh, we, we love our guests we should have more uh, women on the show. And so, of color too, probably. So we're having Dom on. <laughs> we're having Dom on, and we are talking about every Despicable Me movie, the trilogy, the first Minions, and the new Minions. Yes, Rise sir. Of we're going to watch all of them, probably in a day. We are quite literally melting our brains for your guys' entertainment. I might do hallucinogenics. We'll see. Uh, I will record him if he does. <laughs> I will record his reaction to Minions. We'll, we'll on post it on the TikTok that we haven't used in, in months. By the way, subscribe to our TikTok. Oh, yeah. We still have that, I think. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.